0: pen and we're just sitting across from each other, this just feels like an interview rather than a podcast.
1: It reminds me of, um, did you ever used to watch uh, Smith and Jones? Yeah, ages ago. They used to have that uh, that skit where it was like the camera was there and the two of them were talking and just sharing a story. I don't know if it feels like, a, doesn't feel like an interview.
0: Do, uh, I, do you want to ask me some questions? Uh, like, what date it is? What is the date, Paco? Uh the fourteenth of April. Correct. Twenty nineteen. You know. It is. And did what, that without looking. You did? And uh, what are we what are we doing? Uh this is an episode of Raptors in the Kitchen with me, your host, Paco Rodriguez. And who are you?
1: Uh Tommy Bass. Uh For that,
0: the record, Your Honor? For the record.
1: and uh yeah, that's all the questions. That's, that's it. This is old
0: school again. Like, uh, yeah. you know, for a while there, we did the podcast, but it was just the two of us, and then uh, yeah. Neil came along and ruined it. Um, oh, ouch! Ouch for McCulloch. So uh, Neil, Neil isn't here Neil's because not here he's,
1: be. he's not feeling well. Get well soon, man. He doesn't listen.
0: Oh, yeah, he won't. You he won't listen. To this. He won't he, he care. Uh, so I guess we should start off by just getting out of the way. The the trailer for episode nine dropped. Oh, listen to that
1: enthusiasm. Yeah. Listen
0: to the enthusiasm in Paco Rodriguez's voice. Do it again. The trailer for episode nine dropped. <laughs> I what's your thoughts? I Oh my god, Palpatine's alive.
1: <laughs> you didn't even know it was him. JJ uh, Abrams has confirmed that that he not he's alive, that but he's he'll he'll be returning. Right, which again, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, who cares? It's Star uh, Wars. When has it ever made sense? No, but the thing is, right? Unlike yourself, I don't mind the new trilogy, or sorry, sorry, I don't mind the the, the first two movies that we got uh, out of since Disney bought them. Uh, again, I, I don't. I, I'd like to. I would like to know the day when folks stop bitching about the last Jedi unnecessarily. It seems to be a thing, a staple. So much so that it feels like it's going to affect Ryan Johnson's career. Like, he's always going to be remembered as oh, the guy that did Last Jedi.
0: I mean, it was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, but... Uh, that's, uh, no. No, I, I take that <laughs> back. It was... It, it had its problems, absolutely. But what Star Wars movie doesn't have problems? Empire? That's correct. There is only one. <clears throat> um, But yeah, uh, I liked it uh the the trailer um there was a lot of again JJ J. Abrams has said about course correction and you know he's he's there's a lot of things that he feels they need to get back on track uh i thought it looked cool uh, someone made the this someone made the, <clears throat> the sorry said the it reminded them, it was very kind of North by Northwest, that opening shot. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: And oh, her being chased by the fighter? Yeah. Like, I didn't really think of that. Yeah, um, but I was like, yeah, it's too, it's cool. And the way that ends is pretty sweet. I mean, does the guy in North <clears throat> by Northwest jump over the, the biplane and cut it in half with a sword? No, so, he,
1: he doesn't have a sword. Uh, have you not seen North by Northwest?
0: Don't think so. You'd like it. You'd like is it based on a John Buchan book?
1: I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of movies back then where it's like based on so and so's book. I mean I've seen Hitchcock's done a lot of like based on so and so's book so I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I've seen that shot, obviously like a the one that they stole from the Metallica I Disappear That's right video. that's
1: right. They they stole that from Metallica <laughs> yeah. with, is it Kirk Hammett?
0: <laughs> no if that is that not a Oh no it is you're right, it is him. Yeah. Yeah. What's it's, Hetfield do to that video? Like what's Hetfield's
1: Hetfield's driving a car yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like I think there's an earthquake
0: or something going on. There's a, a shockwave wave that uh, a Lars shock. Ulrich is that his name? Like he has to outrun inside a building and like he fucking dives out the building. Yeah. And then uh, the other guy's just in like a busy, a busy foyer and does yeah. And or folk are, like kind of. I know, but like yeah, north by northwest. So like basically, that thing the plane chases a guy through the desert. Correct. Uh, I have no idea what happens in any of the rest of that movie or story.
1: You, you should watch it. You'd like it. Well, you don't, you know, watch Is it, it a murder
0: mystery? Sorry. Is he a detective?
1: It's a case of mistaken identity.
0: Right, classic.
1: Yeah, It's a Hitchcock film, so if you like Hitchcock, you'll probably like that because it's, it's always up there with his finest work.
0: Um, what were your thoughts on the trailer? I
1: liked it. <clears throat> um, it's a Star Wars trailer.
0: Oh, what happens? You've got that voiceover.
1: Yeah, uh, so you see that. You it's see like the... you see her in the desert. Does anything else really happen? No, I mean it is. It's it's exactly what you. Th- it's exactly what we were we've been getting for the last couple of Star Wars movies. Like I mean, it's like this Christmas, and we get snippets of well, not even information, just a voiceover narration talking about a story, and then we see various shots that like are quite ambiguous, like oh, where are they or who's that? And then you see like there's um, they showed uh, there's a shot of Carrie Gra- uh, Carrie Fisher um, embracing uh, Ray because that's footage from uh, Force Awakens, I think, right. I think it was it was our Force Awakens or Last Jedi, but they did say they were going to put that in, so she will feature in the film
0: slightly. Right. Um, what did you think? Um, again, I find it difficult to get enthusiastic about Star Wars now after just you know, Come on, say it. A complete just run of <laughs> bad things happening to it. I, it's seen that like I did like Rogue One, I did like Solo, a Star Wars story.
1: Yeah, so. I I still think uh, Rogue One is the best new star wars movie and i think solo gets a bad rap i quite i thought solo was fine yeah um but yeah how fucked off are you when it comes to the fact that the books are not canon Uh,
0: not at all not Uh, at all it it. it was when before it happened like before the force awakens came out i can remember thinking it was a bit shit because like i had read like 80 of them or something yeah Uh, but like Seeing what they've done with it since then, they had the potential to just pick and choose the best bits and leave out all the crap. Mm. But then, like the stuff they did with it was all crap, so it's just <sighs> total squandered potential.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah. I, I. They
1: said as well that this is they're gonna Disney have said they're gonna take a hiatus from, um, the Star Wars cinematic universe. Um. After Episode Nine. So, but they're, and they're taking a hiatus from Marvel as well. No, 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 no. I uh, thought
0: there was not going to be a, another Marvel movie for like another year and a bit after really? is that game. I never. Case? I never.
1: No, well, Spider Man's out this Yeah, but movie. I mean, that's
0: a Sony movie, though.
1: No, like, um, no, I don't think so. Plus, Aye. like, a lot of TV, like, spin offs have been announced. Like, there was a. Uh,
0: uh, the Vision uh, and Red Witch. One, WandaVision. Skyward Witch. Aye, WandaVision. It's not called WandaVision, is it? I don't know. I think that's. that. Well.
1: When I shared it on Facebook, that that was the working title, and then there was... uh, WandaVision
0: makes it sound like a fucking cheap tech company. Again, it probably isn't. It's probably... It probably is just someone's wrote that. I don't know. It was like The Falcon and Winter Soldier, or Winter Soldier and the Falcon, some of that.
1: Yeah. Um, Um,
0: Which could be interesting. Like, I said this
1: to you, I want to know when this is set, because is this going to be after
0: Endgame? I mean, it would have to be for those anyway. Yeah. And, like, I mean, then, they uh, they don't get on in these movies so far. But like, we we know that Chris Evans is not going to be back. His contract's up. right. Yeah. And Hemsworth. Like, you'd you'd have to imagine that he dies in this movie, or like gets trapped in the past and lives his life, and you know, in his own time or whatever. Oh man! Imagine that. Imagine you got to be with Peggy Carter again. That'd be so sweet. Again, that's Andy Connor that said that. not a, uh, I'm not coming up with that on my own. All right. Um. But yeah, like just the the fact that like it's about the two of them like truly losing cap is the thing that would make them end up kind of yeah working together you, you do wonder and knowing that both of them become Captain America at some point as well is this going to yeah. be like a who takes the reins sort of thing
1: I mean my money's on Bucky
0: my, yeah I would also say uh, Bucky
1: but again like the whole with Wanda and Vision you're like is that going to be set you know when they were in Edinburgh for a wee while before uh, Infinity War if it is set after then, end, does that mean visions keep coming back. It must be. They're all coming
0: back, Tom. Don't be naive.
1: <sighs> I think it's a mistake to have them all come back. I think some people should stay to dead. Have
0: any of them come back?
1: Well, I mean, because well, that's another thing because they're doing Guardians Three, but it's they're That's been postponed because of the whole James Gunn thing, um, and he's get he's gonna work on. The Suicide Squad. I think that's what he's calling his Suicide Squad reboot. Um, he's going to do that first, then Guardians Three. But the script, I think, for Guardians 3 is done because that was handed in before like the whole thing um, when he was fired. So yeah. Uh, but Pretty basically, I'm I'm cool with the trailer. I'm like yes, yeah, Star Wars trailer. Um, Lee McPherson had some uh, interest. Uh, do you know what?
0: What about the name? What do you think of the name? <sighs>
1: it's all right. It's very. It's very Star Warsy. Yeah, <laughs> um, they
0: they always have a way of making the 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 kind of what's the word I'm looking for here, like the the subject. Like, what's what's the bit I'm looking for here? Subtitle. The, uh, subtitle. I think is actually the word. For yeah, like I, it's always so generic. It's always so bland. Like a new hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Attack of the they are all so fucking dull. Yeah. Like, this totally falls in line with that. Alright, so I asked Lee about it. Um, I said, Star Wars tra-
1: trailer, your thoughts? And he wrote, and I quote, At this stage, Star Wars trailers are like Michael Bay Transformer ones. They falsely advertise a tone that won't exist in the film because all of the goofy shit will undermine it.
0: Yep. Uh, yep, that's true.
1: And I just went, I just went, off. <laughs> And then he wrote, uh, not wrong, but I'll go and see it, but I have no investment in the story or the characters. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, are you just happy it's ending? And he's like, uh, I'm happy that hopefully a badly managed trilogy is ending. Uh, there's plenty of scope for other SW properties, but they need to have a roadmap for what they want to do, which, yeah, that's true. It's it's true. I mean, if anything, that's, I think everybody should be learning from Marvel. Yeah. Um, but that is the problem. Is you've got loads of folk try to copy that uh, format, and uh, it's a lot of, it, and it's not worked uh, p- since uh, Marvel. You know, what I mean, you had uh, the Conjuring verse, which is shite. It really has the do- dark universe. The dark universe, which I get told is supposed to still be happening, or, or certainly the Invisible Man is still happening. Um, I'm trying to think who's replaced Johnny Depp, but it's it's a woman. It's I guess is it who the hell is it? Is it Elizabeth Moss? I can't mind. I, I remember reading that. Uh, did you see the Joker trailer? No. Okay. <laughs> did we not talk about it before? Like when did yeah. that come out? That was. Uh, I was only a few a few days ago as well. I'm sure
0: last week sometime. I think it was longer ago. I'm really? Not sure when, yeah. All right. Okay. I think we might have spoke about it on the last one, but I mean, just like recap. Have you got something to say about? Uh, Joker? Yeah. No.
1: Just um, uh, very much. I, I, I love the Joker in terms of he's my favorite kind of fictitious villain. Um... Every incarnation of him, or no, 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 but this is what I'm saying is this is what's interesting because I remember when Heath Ledger was cast, and I was very much the fucking guy from First Night. No, this sucks, that, that's a stupid idea. It's been a night's tale, a night's tale. Sorry, I, I apologize. Um, and uh, he fucking knocked out the park. Um, it was exactly the kind of Joker I wanted to portray the, the, the idea that he's he's more of a force of uh, a chaos rather than just a, a human being. Now, the, the fact that. They're making this Joker film, but it's not within the DC universe, and it's not going to have anything to do with Suicide Squad. And I don't know, I don't think it's going to feature in Matt Reese's upcoming The Batman. So this is interesting to see where where this fits, because you got to imagine if it makes money, they're going to want to make some form of sequel. Um but when I when I heard it was Todd Phillips doing it, I was like, okay, it's interesting. You know, he did The Hangover. He's known he's known more for his comedies, but he did War Dogs, which I thought was decent. Um, and then when I have heard Joaquin Phoenix was going to be in it, I was very interested because I like Joaquin Phoenix. I like the fat and him as the Joker. I think would be a good fit. But then it was like, okay, his name's Arthur Fleck. He's this, this. You know, he's a failed c- comedian. He's this. I was like, all right. So we're going with the Killing Joke kind of backstory, um. And yeah, like the trailer, I thought was very good. I thought Joaquin Phoenix was great in it. I, th- I think he looks great as the Joker. It's very, it's very old school, you know, um, clown makeup. Uh, the film doesn't really tell you much other than it looks like it's going to be a very tragic film about a guy who is tormented enough uh, that he becomes the Joker. Um,
0: how how much of this movie do you think is him just being shit on as a normal human for ages and then? How much of it is actually him as the Joker?
1: Well, the trailer kind of shows that he's like he's just he's this happy guy he always wants to put a smile on folks' faces, and he's working he's working a job where he I think he's like um you know those guys that flip signs like for like where you want to go and all that um I don't really know what that job is a sign holder, <laughs> who, uh, who knows? <laughs> street marketing I don't know anyway, but he you see him his sign gets stolen he gets battered. There's another bit where he's in a train and he gets battered and there's a lot of him being battered and just him slowly but surely starting to lose it. Um, so I, I I enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm i very, in, uh, I like the poster as well. I'm very enthusiastic about it. I'm very intrigued to, to where they go with it. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. Neil and me talked about it, and I think Neil said, "I really hope Batman is not in it." And I says, "I agree. I think uh, the the film should stand on its uh, its own." Um, but there are theories that during the trailer at one point uh, you see Arthur Fleck, Joaquin Phoenix's character, actually is like putting a wee kinda, he's making a wee boy smile,
0: um, and th- there's a theory that that's a young Bruce
1: Wayne could be
0: you know Hollywood being what it is though there's no way that they survive an entire movie without at least a reference to Batman
1: maybe I mean I've not watched Gotham for various reasons but I mean Batman wasn't the forefront of that but it's only now after its fifth season where he's going to become Batman I think I think he's like been doing Batman-ish stuff but I remember seeing like teaser posters saying the bat has arrived or whatever um but yeah, I'm I'm enthusiastic about the Joker trailer and uh, the Star Wars trailer. I thought was fine. Uh, again, you know, we'll wait and see. Do you hear the other Star Wars news? Uh, is that the Mandal? Is it Mandalorian?
0: No, it's the see the, folk, the people who made uh, Modern Warfare Two and Titanfall. And uh, Three Ward. Yeah, well, they're called Respawn now. All right. Uh, okay. They got the license for a Star Wars game called Star Wars Fallen some, Jedi. Is it something like that? Oh, no, I see Fallen, like... A, I think it is Fallen Jedi. The Jedi is in it. Jedi's in the title, but I forget what it's actually right. called.
1: I, I seen... I didn't see anything about it. I tagged you in that Darth Vader 3D game um, just because I wondered if, you know, what your thoughts would be on that. Um, But yeah, how is... Have you seen any... Well, obviously there's no test footage. Just in the trailer for it. Is the trailer good?
0: Eh, uh, I mean, it doesn't let you really know what the game's going to play like. It's just a cinematic, but it looks pretty good. I mean, it's essentially unsure if it's supposed to be obi-wan kenobi or not like it's a, a kind of you know light brown haired white guy is like the main uh the well, it's main obviously raiding, uh, <laughs> but like, he he's essentially survived order 66 and he's done so by just <laughs> blending in so like he's kind of oh. uh, how he, he just works at like a, a shipyard he's not like letting him know he's a jedi he's just like a regular joe like a big construction accident happens, and he uses the force, and that kind of gets the Empire on his uh, case. It looks like you're on the run, right okay. for
1: for a big part of it. That might be interesting. Uh, it's like a big chase, a big cha- well, not chase movie, but like a chase. Yeah. game well, at
0: least at the start, it right looks over. that way. But then, like, he probably gets involved in a rebellion. Like, obviously, the rebellion didn't happen until after that. But uh, how many years after that? Thirty-three. Is
1: it? <laughs> I was I was just thinking because of. You read a lot of the books. So I'm like, because I don't think in uh, New Hope they tell you. They just say the rebellion happened to uh, pre.
0: F- what the hell? I don't, don't know I mean, like, no, the rebellion's kind of the rebellion's of going on... on the go. Yeah, it's I on guess. the go. Like I... at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, is that yeah. the third one? Is that what the third yeah, one called? The, yeah, the... like the they kind of Bail Organa, eh, <laughs> or as you know him, Jimmy Schmidt. Jimmy Schmidt. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Like a, he talks about forming the rebellion, didn't he? Like at the very end of that movie.
1: Oh, I don't know, man. The only thing I remember at the very end of that film is
0: no. Ah, I'm like, is Padme could... alright? <laughs> oh, it's god awful. Yeah. Who knew Star oh. Wars bad? <laughs> hey. How's yeah, the, like, it looks uh, alright.
1: How's the well? How's the, how's the rest of your week been? Fine. Didn't, yeah.
0: Didn't really do anything.
1: My, I, I went, uh, well, I, I told you, but I went and did some weights with our friend Stevie Pollock. Had your arms stop hurting you? They're, they're only starting to feel normal. That's three days. And I'm like, holy shit, I did not anticipate this.
0: So what's the plan then? Is it just never do it again? Or no, 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 no,
1: no, it's not that. It's because you, Stevie, and Danny are doing the West Highland Way next week. I'll be up north next week. So, Pollock, did, Stevie did say, if you fancy doing it again, man, no bother. So, perhaps when he comes back, well, <laughs> if he comes back for the West Isle way, <laughs> now nah, I'll uh, me and him will maybe hook up and uh, do another session. It was good, um, but holy shit! Like I like when he was explaining how to do some of the machines. He says, "And this works this muscle, and this is what you need to do." I just, I don't know. I guess because I I go swimming, and I'm like, my arms will be fine." I, I fucking swim quite a bit. I swim for an hour straight. I'll be fine. Yeah. And then, holy fuck, the next day after it, man, my left arm, putting on my rucksack, putting on a t shirt was a struggle. Like, outstretching my arm as if I was to out, see if I was to outstretch my arm and give you a handshake, that was sore as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Man, I've
0: been there. So, do you remember, like, back when I was starting to lose the weight and stuff like that? I'm sure I've talked about this on the the podcast before, but, like, I attempted to do a push up and Mm -hmm. I, I managed one. And then for days after that, like wow. I was in fucking pain because, like, I'd just never done any upper body stuff in my entire fucking life. No. Uh, but now I can do like 100 in a day. In a, What? You do 100 press ups? Yeah. I mean, like, I've done like 60 yesterday. I've done like an hour, 80 odd before that. I've done. That is fucking I think the most impressive. I've done in one day so far is like 120 or something. I just kind of. Not in the one go. Right. Like, because I thought you'll sit and do
1: 100. Well, you'll uh, do 100 press ups, like. Whenever, like, nah. I, I would you be like, you do like five and then do. No, nah, I
0: average about twenty just now in the one go.
1: Right. So you could do like, so you could do a hundred over the course of a day. Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: I, mean, I could probably do more than that. i really bothered my hours. To... Well, to
1: be fair, man, like you've lost a ton of weight, so it is that way. Like, that must be like. See, actually, when you first went to do a press up after losing the weight, did was it was a gradual. What's the
0: difference between doing a press up and a push up?
1: I think they're the same thing, right?
0: I don't know. I would have said push up, but you
1: keep saying press up. I don't uh, know if it's. I say I. I always thought push up was more an American thing rather than they right. say press up. I could right. be wrong. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. Um, how did that feel like when you lost like I mean you you still are losing weight, but doing a press up, that one press up where you were fucking aching like shit, and then going and doing like twenty, you're like man fucking no problem,
0: easy. I mean, I, I can't really remember what it was like now. I just remember being in pain after not being able to do much. It's the same with the running and stuff, though, where, like, you know... Yeah, the more you do it, the... better. Bu- yeah, yeah, I right. couldn't run for, like, a minute and a half without, like, you know, being in total fucking agony and, like, out of breath and stuff. And now I can run for, like, 40 minutes without <laughs> bothering my ass.
1: Yeah, um, that's the thing, though, man, like, but yeah, it's... I, I, I did not anticipate how sore my arms were going to be. It was more my left arm. My my right arm is okay, but and my shoulders and my, like my, my my pec muscles and that were fucking my pec muscles are still sore, but uh, yeah.
0: Um, can you still move them independently though? Yes, I can. Did you attempt that when you were in pain? I could do it when I'm. I'm kind of still in pain a wee bit here, but I
1: can still do that. Yeah, I can do the the Teddy Cruz thing. Is that where you got it from? Is it Terry Crews that inspired you to attempt tenth? To- I don't know if he inspired me to do it, because I'm pretty sure I... No, the first time I remember seeing someone do it was in The Simpsons, when Homer Homer is looking in front of the mirror, and he sees what he envisions himself to be, and that is muscly, and he does the pet pop, let's call it that. Um, but he does it like... And he does it in tune with that, and I was like, oh, and I just one day I was like, no, I could do that. Same as, like... Have you just done it? I, well, yeah. I just went, oh, yeah, I can, be, I can do that. And it's the see, same like, as, it's the same as like, waving my stomach. I can do that I, as well. I think you, uh, Mr. calling in life, you should have been some form of belly dancer. No, nobody needs to see that. But I, it's the same as, like, moving my eyebrows kind of, like, independently and I can move my ears without touching them. You know, I everyone, like, I roll my tongue, you know, I can touch my uh, nose with my tongue and, you know, it's, it's, it's loads of weird shit. They're
0: like, oh, can you do this? Like, you not do something where you bend your thumb right
1: fucking back, or...
0: Yeah, like, I'm not... I don't know if I would say I was double-jointed, but, like, yeah, my thumb definitely is Aye. odd. Yeah. Yeah, it Just it's just one of those weird things where you're just like, oh, yeah, I can do that now.
1: I remember, like, the eyebrow thing totally being the rock, because I used to watch the, the old wrestling. Uh, sorry, when I used to, I still do. Back in the day, when it was, like, in the attitude, you know, when the rock was still kicking about, everyone was trying to do it, and I could do it. So I was like, oh, there we go. There's the people's eyebrow. Well done. Uh, yeah, it, how, was, how, it was... How helpful has that been in life? Uh, helpful? I don't know if helpful's the word. I mean, it's not like... I don't know, it's not got me out of like parking tickets or whatever. I'm not like a driver's... You don't, yeah, you don't, don't have a driver's licence or Yeah, it's not like it's got me out of trouble. Also, how
0: would like people raise your eyebrow and get you out of parking well, tickets? that's how... You you're try saying, to seduce
1: the traffic wardens? Well, the whole idea of the people's eyebrows, you're not really trying to seduce somebody. <laughs> the Rock did it because it was cool. But you're just like... Did The Rock do it because it was cool? Or did was it cool because The Rock did it? It was cool because The Rock did it. Um, but The Rock makes everything cooler. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: What about uh, that escape from Witch Mountain or whatever the fuck it was called? Did it make that cooler?
1: I never watched that. That's when The Rock was going through his Disney phase where he was the Tooth Fairy and Race to Witch Mountain and some other shit.
0: Was that what it was called? Race to Witch Mountain? Race
1: to, which, Race to Witch Mountain, yeah. Right. Um, that's yeah. That's when he was going through his we Disney phase, and then like he like I mean, he was already muscly, but he fucking packed on the muscle. And I think it was really Fast Five. Fast Five the film I think that really fucking his career really took off. He'd already did films like Welcome to the Jungle, and as I said, Two Three Gridiron Gang, and all that. And you're like, yeah, like, but he wasn't. He wasn't the superstar that he is now. Is he still like at one point he was like the highest paid actor in America or something, wasn't he? I think it was like last year. I wouldn't be surprised. But he's also got a production uh, house and he's um, co-produces and stars in um, Ballers which is doing very well.
0: What's that?
1: It's uh, a show on HBO um, where The Rock basically plays a sports agent. Right. Um, same uh, It's It's like a mix of uh, Any Given Sunday and Jerry Maguire. Uh, I like both those uh, things. Okay, it ballers is fine. It is. It's it's got um Denzel Washington in it, who's also in um Black Klansman. He's very good in it, but yeah. Now The Rock probably is like high up, one of the highest paid actors,
0: if not the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Um, but yeah. Uh, I was through in a Clyde Bank today. Getting a tent for her mate for dinner West Salome. Oh man, that was, it was he, so
1: funny when he was talking to me about uh, the ticks and all that. And then right after, whilst I was sitting having chicken with him, uh, he went on his phone and I'm like, Are you just having the same conversation with fucking Braco? And he's like, Yep, because I don't think he's taking it seriously, mate. And I was like, eh, eh, You
0: know. He said he's like, eh, he's bought a pair of tweezers and stuff for tick emergencies. I just said. I mean, it, 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 it might get, I mean,
1: depend on. I mean, you've done the West Highland way. I'm pretty sure that 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 could happen. I think like but he's the, hung up on the Lyme disease thing.
0: Yeah, I think the only bit you're in real danger of getting a tick on you is a uh, when you're getting in your tent. I guess uh, because yeah. like yeah, because like you'd be like down on the grass getting into your tent. But, like, Do you once not have like a tent, tent cover? Yeah, but you need to get into it, though. You need Aye. to, like, you know, you need to, like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You'll, you'll, you'll probably be on his hands and knees to get in and out of the tent a few times, I would imagine.
1: You and Daddy are going to have to lift
0: him in his tent. Probably. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, you, you got... Did you get the tent, then, I? Got the tent. But, like, while I was through in Clyde Bank, I was like, well, may as well get lunch here. Like, I try and find somewhere unique to Clyde Bank. So, there's, like, a restaurant called McGonagall's that's right next to the canal. It's It looks like a boat. Right. But it's a building. It's not a boat um okay so like, i went in there i'm glad you cleared that up just just making sure you know yeah. and i i got the McGonagall special pizza and what is the McGonagall special it said pizza? on it oh. olives prawns and tuna jesus and i was like do you know what man fuck it let's you know get something that's different but like then it came out and do you know what the, like i mean i am guessing that description has already made some people be was like is this the day what if, yeah, oh, yeah. Like people, are like, what the fuck kind of thing, right? But the thing that really just made me the most about it right. was that it was green olives, not black olives. Who puts green olives in a pizza? Who puts olives on a fucking pizza? Who puts? Who eats olives? But like tuna on a pizza was also just. Olive. How was
1: that with tuna? Like the tuna and the cheese, I don't mind that because I like. Do you ever have um, like tuna cheese melts? I guess. Yeah, so that doesn't bother me, but. Yeah, so was it good?
0: Yeah, it was actually really good. It worked I despite mean, the green olives. I'm guessing they picked the green olives because like the the fish and stuff were, were also quite salty, so it was like kind of. Because I like yeah, that. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Uh, it right. worked. It worked. It was a bit soggy, though. Like I think the tuna just kind of made the the base a bit sloppy. But would you have it? that?
1: Uh, I, without the olives, absolutely. You can have my olives. Uh, so you you're olive daft. I'm
0: uh, yeah, indeed. It's like crack for me.
1: I would have uh, I would have give that a shot sure Uh, I had a fucking amazing burger the day I was in Aberfoyle there's a wee delicatessen in that Aberfoyle like a delicatessen slash butchers and it's so good man like the the stuff they get out there is unreal but I got I got a a bacon bacon a a bacon cheeseburger and it was uh, it was incredible uh but yeah, that was what we ate today.
0: <laughs> so,
1: moving on. Yeah, so... Uh, but you got the tent. The tent's uh, sorted. So, that's cool. Just um, need
0: to... Uh, phone the baggage service folk so like, they'll take the tents between the stops and stuff. Alright, I and thought you yous were carrying them. No, we fuck. I've done that already once mean, before, man. Like, you carried the tent and stuff. It's just so much easier when you just need to carry like a bit of water and some food.
1: I... Like I remember, I was speaking to my my stepdad the other day, and he likes to go hill walking with the dog uh, back home. And uh, he was, I was saying, him, so what's the deal with like? I was like, I, do you ever worry about ticks and things like that? And he says, Oh, I like. I mean, I've got. He's like, I've got scars from ticks and things like. That. I mean, that happens, Tom. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it does happen. It's not a big deal. You don't really worry about it, but it can happen. Then he related a story of how some he was just walking. It was like not even in a field. It was near it with a lot. It was near a field with long grass, and she contracted Lyme disease from a tick. And I was like, "Fucking hell, man! You're, you're kind of. <laughs> I'm starting to get the fear, like pollock is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is kind of terrifying. It's, it's more just because, like, it, you know, with like loads of other stuff, it's like, oh, you got this, and this is what happens with it. But with Lyme disease, it's kind of like it's a total. You oh, you've got it, and now it's a total lottery of what symptoms you're gonna have to deal with. Yeah. Like, i know a guy
1: uh he i know a guy that got lyme disease and again he's a keen fisherman so he got it from probably a fishing trip but i, th- I mean he's still like he still gets on with like,
0: you know what i mean but still it is like so every now and then it's like yeah and then you've got folk like avril levine who claims that well, it's like the most dreadful thing ever and it stopped her working and stuff and like you know she can't do anything she just wants to die and shit like that like is that because she listened
1: to Hello Kitty, which was terrible?
0: Is that one of her songs?
1: Yeah, her and Chad Kroger co-wrote it, and it is the biggest piece of shit ever, man. Unreal.
0: Do you dislike that more than the song "Call Me"? Maybe. Uh... Which is a good song. Yeah, but you say I do it because it's arrogant. It is arrogant. <laughs>
1: It is arrogant. I don't like that song. I th- I, the lyrics are arrogant as fuck.
0: You don't think it's catchy,
1: though? Of course it's catchy. Absolutely. That's not the dispute here. The dispute is, like, when I was. I remember I was, I was like, cleaning Screen 8 back in the day and just listening to it. I'm thinking, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, there's a, a lot of assumption in these uh, these lyrics. It's the same as, like, that uh, song by the Swedish House Mafia. Um, is it someone that goes, don't don't you worry, don't you worry, child. Like, see, he's like, see, heaven's got a plan for you, right? Right. So, it kind of, it's it's about. I think it's about a breakup, and the guy goes to talk to his dad, and his dad says, "Don't you worry, heaven's got a plan for you." And I was like, "What the fuck, man? The guy's the heart's broken. You're that's dead morbid. What yeah. does that mean,
0: man?" I put a hill across a blue lake.
1: Yeah, it's a belter, a tune, man. It's catchy as fuck. but I just remember, so. Do it, like you know, he's he's, ah because he's 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 heartbroken over a a, a girl, I think, and then it is just like he's gonna talk to his dad.
0: This is gonna what, be great, man. He's, what he's would gonna... you say to your son who's just said he's heartbroken?
1: What like like so if I had a son and it was like his first love and is he is yeah. heartbroken, I'd be like, listen, man. This is tough, but just to let you
0: know, you will get over it. Right, you need to make it catchy though. What like a song? Like a slogan.
1: Oh, shit, man. You can't ask me to just come up with that shit. I'm not good at that. Um, No, but I would just be like, listen, man. Um, Yeah, it sucks. and You will be hurting and, you know, fucking she was the one and all that. But that's all bollocks, man. And the the, the thing is, it might happen again. In fact, it probably will happen again. But don't worry about it. You will get over it. And life will go on. Yeah. That's, I mean, I wouldn't fucking say heaven's got a plan for you. That's dead morbid. That's like fucking... His next question would be, what, am I dying? Am I going to die from heartbreak? What makes you fucking think it goes to death
0: because of that? Like, well,
1: Just God heaven's got me... a plan for you. That's where, well, you know, if you're... Wait, pre- let's, let's move on. Let's you know what I on. mean? So anyway. Yeah, so you went and bought a tent. <laughs> and you're doing the West Highway next this week. This is a
0: movie podcast. Don't there it other, sure is. Any other movie news?
1: Um, There was plenty coming out of that, but the stuff we covered, Star Wars and... Hey, that was the biggie. That and I mean, it's not movie related, but Game of Thrones starts tonight. Now, internet, two in the morning. Are you going to watch it? I was thinking about it, but I can't. I'm up at, uh, I'll be up at uh, quarter uh, quarter to eight tomorrow. So no.
0: Oh, so it's the Sky app we watch on, right? Yeah, yeah. we'll do it, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Does that mean we need to watch it in your room? Well, I. Oh. Oh God, I Christ all over. <laughs> not bad,
1: <laughs> Jesus. Um, but um yeah, uh, as I was saying, internet, let's be respectful because, you know, we all like Game of Thrones and we don't talk about it for a couple of days until everyone has seen it. Let's be respectful here. It's like when Force Awakens came out, it was about five days before MD talked about it and I was like, man, alright, that's cool, man. There's a, there's a sense of unity here. We all know what the stakes are and we shouldn't spoil it for folks, so hopefully that that will happen with Game of Thrones as well, that we won't have it spoiled. Um, I am looking forward to it, moment. man. It's going to be great. That and uh, Endgame is out, not next week, the week after. So mm-hmm. that'll be sweet. Uh, but yes, movie-related. Uh, what did
0: you watch this
1: week? What did I watch? I watched a shit-ton of stuff. It was, a, it was a good
0: week for cinema. Well, you've already spoke about Shazam before. Yeah, so... Um, will we just get that out of the way?
1: Uh, go for it. I know this is going to be short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like. So Shazam, it's, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. But you and Neil went and
0: seen it. Well, not together, but we did watch <coughs> it last week. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's better than most of DC's other stuff because the bar is so low, I guess. Uh, right. But like, I thought it skewed way too much towards kids and just was kind of unenjoyable for that. Like, and I I thought that the suits and stuff all looked really bad. Like the CGI was pretty terrible. I thought that Mark Strong was actually a piss poor villain. Uh, like all he ever did in like 90% of his scenes was just readjust his glasses or take his glasses off so you could see his eye well, that's all he did well excuse me but I could
1: being a specky I can tell you that you have, the amount of times you have to do that I you find mean, my, I myself the... doing that when I'm not wearing my gigs like out of just habit I'll push them up and I'm like fuck yeah, all my that's, face
0: that's all he did for the, the whole movie I thought was alright I, I thought he was like a cheap Charles Dance from Last Action Hero
1: man he's a good fucking villain
0: yeah he is um, which Charles Dance is best villain role
1: that? Well... Well, because you're thinking
0: of the Golden Child, did not you? No, That's what you just I was going to say
1: that or Game of Thrones.
0: Oh yeah, he's in Game of Thrones as well, fuck.
1: No, nah, he's Tywin. Yeah. And he was, a, he was a fucking brilliant villain. Well, depending on how you look at it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you like, might agree with Tywin Lannister.
0: Just, I don't know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff about it. Yeah, the, the humour just skewed too childish for my liking. Which is a, a, it's obviously a movie for children, Yeah, which is the thing. I thought that the themes, or, like, not themes, but, like, the, the whole kind of stuff about the foster aspect of it, like, the foster mm-hmm. kids thing of it, was handled better in Instant Family. Oh, yeah. Uh, it yeah. just, you know, I had a... Instant Family had a more genuine and, kind of, sentimental tone to it than this one did. Like, I, I... All the all the supporting characters in this were so one-note. Like, every single one of the fucking kids just had one personality trait and that's all they fucking did for the entire thing. So it's, like, the the last Lassie was just bookish. the kind of hispanic guy never really said anything the the real ass was just kind of over talkative and then like that fucking guy mm-hmm. freddy was the most annoying character in fiction i think like i spent most of the movie just wishing he was dead um but yeah like even, even things like the the character of shazam like when he's a kid and when he's an adult like don't feel like the same person like when he seems like more of a child when he's actually shazam and then like when it reverts back to him being the kid, like he's just acting all mopey and stuff, but like why why would that be the case? Like surely, you know, he would still act exactly the same as he does when he's Shazam when he's the kid? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. So like things like that. Just everything about it I thought was just kind of weak. I thought that even like the Seven Deadly Sins aspect of it, like just really wasn't that well explored at all. But, like, they they were called the Seven Deadly Sins. And like he kinda teased Envy a bit near the end as like a kind of plot device. Yeah. Uh, but like that nothing really came of that and like they didn't really do anything with any of them at all. Um there was just like loads of sequences that just felt like they were lifted out of other stuff that had done it better. So like the boardroom sketch uh, felt like the bit in Dogma when uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon uh. go to the, the board meeting. And like the seven <coughs> deadly sins things remind me of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where there was like thirteen monsters in New York, remember that? What the hell was that one? Was that just called TMNT? Oh, the animated one? Yeah. Right. Uh, I think so. Um, yeah, loads of stuff about this. Just, it, it was kind of fun. Like, I will say I had the hands, letting from my hands thing stuck in my head for days afterwards. Uh, I, I thought it was a good laugh. but I thought it was, it was a crowd pleaser. I uh, thought it was really generic. It was just, the, oh, yeah. The, I the, did, the comedy as well just wasn't that great. Like, is it... Like, I don't think it's like some kind of masterpiece.
1: I just thought it was a good. I was like, oh, that was fine. It was it was a good laugh. I enjoyed that. It was it was uh, I don't know. I just I thought it was as I said a crowd pleaser. But there you go. Fair enough. Uh,
0: Neil wasn't too keen either. Yeah, Neil. I think Neil's uh, opinions on it are pretty much the same as what I've just said. But like, mm. he certainly seemed to agree when we met up on Wednesday to kind of talk about. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, uh. Okay, so are you done with Shazam?
0: Yeah, I don't really have much to add to that.
1: All right, cool. Well, we'll talk about Missing Link at the end because we've all seen that. Yep. Right, cool. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, Well, first of all, on Netflix and Amazon and various streaming services, uh, I watched um, Back to the Future 3, just rewatched that because, I don't know, like, maybe it might be the whole Red Dead Western thing just now at the moment I was going through, but I was like, I kind of want to watch Back to the Future 3 again. That film's fucking great, man. It really is. It's it's so good. Shocker. Just watching it, you're just like, look how good this is, and how f- sometimes that like just that when everything kind of comes together and to make a bit of movie magic these days, they just can't fucking do it. What's the thing
0: about like the wee boy at the end? You what? Like the wee boy, like uh, a wee boy. Emmett Brown is that his name? Like that's the doctor's name. Yeah, Doc's. Right, like, right. His his child is there not something. Children. About... He's got two boys. Yeah, but, and they're called Jules and one... Vern. At the end of that movie, when they show up in the, the train, like the, one of the wee boys is doing something fucking weird or creepy or something. And it's like a thing that people know about. Oh, you're right. The thing
1: is, I never looked for it, but that is a thing because that that I remember reading that on the internet. He is doing something, but I can't
0: fucking mind what it is. Like is it, he's he's like doing something really fucking odd, right? Is like it his finger it is. or something. Yeah, like, like it's something that. I've right, made,
1: we need don't... to fucking look that up. Right, that's that's gonna fuck with me. Uh, but yes, uh By the Future* three is a great movie. Um, it gets a, it's it a bit of a bad rap, but yes, it, it it maybe arguably is the weakest of the three, but um, it's still good, it's still very good. Uh, and I watched uh, first reformed, which uh, I've been wanting to watch for a wee while because, um, i just heard good things about it. Um, it's a uh, written and directed by Paul Schrader. It stars Ethan Hawke and Amanda Seyfried, and it's basically about Ethan Hawke is a priest, um, who's just started in this parish. Uh, but he's uh, a former. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, I think he was. He's a former soldier, but he's also kind of haunted by the kind of death of his son, who is also a soldier. But the film is basically about him and this like little town, and he talks to a lot of the folk uh, and getting to know the thing. But he also kind of starts to see that like big corporations are a problem, and he kind of it, it kind of takes a bit of a sinister turn. Um, the story I won't say it because I, I didn't know anything about it I was like man that was actually pretty decent you might like it Pax. Um but yeah it, it was very well written um, who was in it sorry uh, Ethan Hawke right and Amanda Seyfried and other folk um, but it was it's good on Netflix it's on uh, it's either Amazon it's, it's either Am- no it's Amazon Prime or Sky I can't remember it's on them um, but yeah I enjoyed that um, but that was there. So for the films, uh, so the cinema, I went and I watched uh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, Neil watched it as well. He hated it. He did not like it. What did you think?
0: Um, I like also again not, mean, not to keep bringing him up, but Andy Connor also hated it. But he's like a huge uh, Stephen King fan and like loved the book. And oh stuff. really? Apparently, like, like this is like really shit in comparison to that. All right.
1: Does Andy like The Shining? I I, I guess so. Oh, okay. Just wondering because I I find it interesting when like you get a lot of folk that like Stephen King but then don't like something. Whereas I'm like I find a lot of his writing is very similar.
0: I know that he could not watch the TV version of The Stand. <laughs> uh,
1: the one with the featuring the big hand.
0: Yep, the hand of God, literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think I, I, I don't know if, like how it kind of translates so well over in the movies and stuff. But like I think he really likes the books all right okay
1: um yeah well again this is a, a I guess a, a, a reboot remake um of uh, yeah the Stephen King novel it's got Jason Clark who it boggles my mind that he gets work um he's not
0: that bad he
1: is f- a charisma vacuum this the, the, the table that we're currently leaning on has more personality than he is uh, and charisma that he has ever showed in any films he's so bad. Anyway, so Pet Cemetery is the story of this family who <clears throat> have moved from Boston uh, and now they're in uh, Maine, Maiden, I believe it is, it will be because it's, yeah, it's Stephen King, yeah. Um and it's right into the uh, Jason Clark plays a doctor, um and now he's the, the local the, the local GP um and he's got a wife and two kids and it happens to be the, the there's a road next to them where a lot of uh Texco I think it's Texaco, not Texaco, um like lorries are going by, and it's uh, it's known for like being quite a deadly road. Various pets have died in it, and there's a wee pet cemetery, um, round the back garden. Blah blah
0: blah. His kid gets knocked down. He yeah. brings it back to life. Nothing goes as planned. It's yeah, opens a doorway where the other dead start coming back. People start getting killed. Well, not, Sometimes Achilles tendon gets cut. That's that's not quite how it goes,
1: but yeah, basically, um, yeah, their cat dies. He gets shown what's beyond the pet cemetery. Uh, and how if you bury stuff there, um, they'll come back, but they're not quite the same. And yes. How would
0: you be able to know if a cat wasn't quite the same when it came back when they're pricks when they're alive in the first place?
1: This cat is extra pricky. <laughs>
0: is it as good as... I'm sure asked this before, but well, is it as good as the cat in Reanimator?
1: Doubt it. No. No. But yeah, so uh, the next-door neighbour is played by John Lithgow, who, again, even he, do, even he doesn't know... If, what he's supposed to be doing. The, the The problem with the film, what I liked about it was I thought visually some of it was pretty cool because uh, I liked the fact that the area was more of like a supernatural force. It's not just like they put they bury someone in the pet cemetery and then shit goes wrong. It's like the actual area they're in uh, near it um, kind of has this kind of supernatural feel to it as well. But like the doctor is haunted by a patient they tried to save, but the patient is like try kind of like American Werewolf in London. He's he, he features a few times and is trying to tell him not to do, uh, not to go near the pet cemetery because uh, the wife is haunted by the death of her sister who was um, she had she was like a, a, she had um, uh, problems with her spine and was on her bed and like the the kid she remembers a very traumatic experience of when she died, so that kind of haunts her. So the, there's a lot more of the kind of supernatural element that I quite liked about it. I thought visually there were some nice ideas in there, um. But the problem is, a lot of things just kind of happen, and it feels kind of like something's missing from A to B to C. There's always
0: and and like there's going to be a director's cut of this that makes more sense. No, if, no, or? no, no. It
1: just it just feels. Well, one I'm kind of surprised it made the cinema because it's it's quite cheap, um looking. As I said, I don't think it's very well acted. It's not brilliantly. It's, the writing's not great because a lot of the characters have little chemistry. Like Neil said, I remember Neil saying he's like, I didn't give a fuck about MD on the screen because there's nothing to care about, and he's kind of right. Um, even with Jason Clark's family and what they're going through, you don't really. There's not enough there for you to care about them. So when shit does go down, you're like, oh well, that happened. Okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate it. It's not good, though. I I quite like the ending. I thought the ending was very good, but that's not enough to save the film.
0: Tell us about Out of Blue. Out of Blue... So this is a detective story thing that Neil was talking about last time. Yeah,
1: with a bit of cosmology in there as well.
0: Right. Cosmology?
1: Well, I don't think that's the right word. But basically, it's a detective story. uh, And it's got Patricia Clarkson. Uh, It's a really strange film. It starts off basically, it's a murder, it's a murder mystery because uh, this um, renowned, uh, I think she's an astrophysicist, is killed. Or no, astronomer, she's an astronomer. Is she an astrophysicist? But yeah, she's, she's killed. Um, And basically Patricia Clarkson is trying to figure out uh, who did it and what happened. But during that. The way the film's kind of presented, it's almost kind of Twin Peaks esque, and I know you don't like this word. It's almost Lynchian as well, where some of the edits, like because there's a lot of talk about black holes, and there's a lot of talk about like the universe. Topical, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is.
0: Uh, what did you think of that picture of the black hole?
1: Uh cool. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't really would would, would yeah. It was great. I guess. Awesome. Going going by what like what it took to get it, hmm. it's quite an achievement. Um, a landmark, if you will. Um, what did you think
0: of it? I thought that it looked like a wet spaghetti.
1: Right. Yeah. So out of blue. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So there's a lot of talk in that, uh, because of her colleagues talking about uh, she had this uh, unique thinking about what, where we are in the universe and what it means to be. Uh, you know, like what it means to be oneself, kind of thing, and. There's a lot of talk like that, and it's kind of you're like right, and then you see the way when the film starts, it starts taking like certain flashbacks, and Patricia Clarkson is like taking wee falls, and she's remembering things and things like that, and you're like right, well, what does this have to do with the film? Is this just a red
0: herring? And does it work successfully? Is that like, like all good murder I, mystery and detective stuff where like you are sitting there trying to figure it out with them? I will
1: say this right, I was guessing all the way to the end. The thing about it is, though, it, there's a lot of good stuff in there.
0: Is it satisfying? <sighs> kind of.
1: So, no, not really. And the reason is because you want it to be better. It's You want it to be a better film. You want, character, you want character arcs and you want certain other things to be explained better. The story, the actual mystery itself is all right. It's actually a really... There's some really good shit in there. And I'm just... That's what I'm saying. By the end of it, I was like, man... I really wish there was a bit more to this, or are they maybe focused a bit more on this part of it? But it was, it was, it's a decent film. I mean, like nobody fucking knows about it. Nobody's watching it. You know what I mean? When I went, it was empty. Is it still in possibly cinema? Um, possibly, but you might want to get there quick because when Endgame comes out, that's good. Would,
0: to... would I enjoy it?
1: Yes, I think you would.
0: Right,
1: I think you would, uh, but I think you will. Things about it will annoy you that annoyed me about it, and I don't want to say too much because it's a murder mystery, so in case you want to watch it.
0: What is your favourite murder mystery slash detective movie? Oh,
1: fuck. That's too hard a question.
0: What, like, what one comment you came to mind when I said
1: it, though? What, like, one detective? I mean, you mean, like, a, a noir kind of murder mystery?
0: Or just anything where it's like, you know, a detective murder mystery thing. Oh, fuck, I don't know, man. Um, not like nothing just instantly came to in mind. No, nah, like a
1: bunch of things. Can kind I? Of, I mean, I was saying, you know, Blade Runner, but it's not a murder mystery. Um, there's a, I don't know. There's like there's there's many. I mean, when you said detective, I was like, what well, heat? But heat's not a murder mystery. You know what I mean? It's like that's an that's an action thriller. The two that come to mind for me. are right, go for. Are brick. Brick's great.
0: And the Big Lebowski. Fair play, fair play. To that one, sir. Also, the Maltese Falcon. That's
1: when I, when you when I said you want noir, that's the first thing that kind of came to mm-hmm. my head was Maltese Falcon, so a very good movie. Um, Brick's a great movie, again directed by Ryan Johnson, that guy that did Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Don't know, like nothing immediately jumps out. But those are those are that's, the Big Lebowski's a great shout. That's a great film. Um. But yeah, so Out of Blue is worth a watch. Um, as I said, you, you'll just be a wee bit frustrated come the end because you kind of wanted you wanted it to be better, in my opinion. Um, so, and uh, me and Neil went and watched uh, A Clockwork Orange because it was re released this week. Not much else to say about Clockwork Orange. It's been out since like nine, the early seventies. Uh, I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, it's definitely one of Kubrick's best, um, and I think it's a lot funnier than I think it intends to be at times. Like me
0: and Neil were talking about like... when we. Came no, out. it's totally... I always got the impression that Clockwork Orange was supposed to be like a kind of dark comedy style. It is a dark comedy yeah. style, but at the same time there's bits in
1: it where you're like, holy shit, this is grim as fuck. And then there's bits well, where like... Well, that's
0: why it's a dark comedy though. I know, but
1: there's times there's bits in it where I'm like, I don't know, is this, is it meant to be funny? Because it is funny, but is it meant to be funny? You know what I mean? Right. It's like some stuff I thought was kind of...
0: Like what bit in particular are you talking about?
1: Yet? This it must be. You're probably just right. I'm probably just thinking about it. But I remember watching the. <laughs> there's a bit near the end where um, Malcolm McDowell um, is. He gets the shit kicked out of him by his friends, and then he makes his way back to this house because he needs help. And it happens to be the, the house where him and his droogs went at the start of the film and raped the lassie. Uh, and the the husband is now uh, about in a wheelchair and um. He, he, he recognises who Malcolm McDowell is because he hears him singing say, uh, singing the song Singing in the Rain when he's having a bath and immediately he remembers who he is from this traumatic event. And Malcolm McDowell's sitting there eating dinner and then the guy just comes and he's just kind of like, Food! Is it good? And then he's like, Wine! And he just, he's kind of looking at him with this wee fucked off face all the time. But I thought I was really funny, but I'm like, it's, I don't know, is this supposed to be uncomfortable or is it funny?
0: Because it's both. You know what I mean? Um, that's probably what he was aiming for.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't, as I said, mate, it's a great movie. I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, uh, me and Neil watched that and uh, we enjoyed it, yeah. Hellboy? Uh, uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no, well, I'll do The Sisters Brothers first because uh, Hellboy's one of the latest releases. Uh, the Sisters Brothers stars Joaquin Phoenix and uh, John C. Riley. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's about and uh, Riz Ahmed as well, and it's basically about. Uh, is that the
0: guy from Four Lines?
1: Yeah, he's also um, in Rogue Venom. One? Venom. 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 Yeah. And yeah, he's in Rogue One as well. Um, but yeah, the basically the sisters brothers is about um. Two
0: Johnson, brothers Jim, yeah. in the Wild West who yes. kill folk and are on the road. Basically, they're
1: hired to. Are they
0: their mercs? Well. <clears throat>
1: Jill, the, the, the the two of them and Jake Gyllenhaal work for a guy. And this guy is wanting Riz Ahmed delivered to him because Riz Ahmed has a formula in which he'll be able to... When you're go like um, when you looking for gold during the big gold rush, he's got a formula where the gold will light up in the water so it's easier to find. Mm-hmm. So he wants it. But uh, I don't know, when Jake Gyllenhaal gets him, uh, rather than deliver him back, he wants in on it. So then the sisters' brothers... Working Phoenix and uh, John C. Riley are hired to get them. Right. And uh, I thought it was a, de- a decent movie. It was, a, it was one of those things where... It um, is primarily a comedy, right? No, it's not really. No, it's just it's just a... I mean, it's, there's bits of it that are funny, um, but it's I, th- I thought it was more of a drama. I didn't right. really... I giggled like a couple of times, but not enough to make it where I thought it was a comedy. I was like, oh, it's just, that's a funny bit.
0: I think just whenever I see John C. Reilly... You think comedy? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, good movie. Um, <clears throat> takes a lot of twists and turns. Where, um, rather than being a, uh, <coughs> uh, as I said, they're hired to go get them. Like it's not a case of oh that just happens. It's like stuff happens. Uh, when you like, you're like, oh well, stuff happens in between, and when the actual, or like that's their mission. Things get changed during that time as well, and then the film kind of just ends on a really i really kind of happy. No, well, it's kind of happy, but it just it just ended like suddenly, and I was like, "Huh," and I just thought that it was I was I was like, "That's cool, man," because it, it it went from one thing to another to another, and then it ended up like this. So, um, it's worth a watch. I, I enjoyed it. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, John C. Riley, uh, Riz Ahmed, and Jalen Hall are all great in it. So there you go. Who directed it? Oh, I can't remember <laughs> it's not it probably is someone that is well known for something but I, I didn't recognize the name uh yeah so Hellboy this is uh, a reboot again it's not a sequel uh, it's nothing to do with Del Toro's ones this is a, a, a reboot of the series it's uh, directed by Neil Marshall who did Dog Soldiers um various episodes of Game of Thrones uh, The Descent um Doomsday uh, and it uh, stars David Harbour, who you all knows the sheriff from um, Stranger Things, um, as uh, Hellboy. It's also got Mila Jovovich uh, and a few other heads in it as well, uh, and E. Uh, McKellen Sorry, is he good? E. McKellen's always good. Um, this film has been getting fucking savaged. Like they're they're already talking possibly worst film of the year.
0: Do you think it deserves that?
1: It is, and well. The other thing being is that the director never attended the premiere, and it's emerging since then there were studio interference. Uh, there, sorry, there were studio interference. There was on-set problems between David Harbour and the director, etc., etc. So it was a trouble production, and it shows. It shows there is a lot in this film where, like, you can tell um, it was. I don't want to say too many cooks. It's more sometimes it's too many cooks. Sometimes it's, there's not enough cooks. You know, um, I thought I think David Harbour looks great as Hellboy. I actually think he looks better than Ron Perlman. Uh, I actually, like the actual design of him, <clears throat> but it's full of problems, uh, and it it does look cheap as shit, um, and it's not a great
0: movie. It's it, you you kind of so take us through it. like why is it so bad, man? Is it's it?
1: just like you can tell why it's bad. It's just it's just poorly made. It's poorly made. There's like, there's not enough. Like some of, some of the acting is shit. Like, uh, like one of the like Hellboy's pals is this really annoying lassie who's just annoying all the way through. It. Um, and it's kind of cool because it doesn't do the whole like at the start of Del Toro's one, you find out why Hellboy. Uh, you, you get a wee kind of origin story, if you will, and it kind of flashes back to that. But basically, you go straight into the fact that he's Hellboy and he works for this, uh, thing, and this is what he does. Um, but yeah, it's just bad man. It's it's just poorly made. The, the, some of the acting is awful. The writing is awful. The CGI is shit. Uh, and what the actual story ends up being is just so like garbage. You just I mean, is it
0: anything other than like some bad occult person tries to raise a big demon, and then big demon shows up and they stop it? Is it is it anything more complicated than that in it? It's Hellboy and. <laughs>
1: No, I, I, I... No, I won't say because I, I don't want... Well, folk might well watch it, but if I was to say this, it would spoil the plot, so I'm not going to. <coughs> Maybe. Say it to you afterwards, if you... Are you going to watch this? Maybe. All right, I won't say it then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I when a film gets that savage, you feel sorry for it. And that's the problem with Hellboy, is you feel bad for it because you're like, you want it to be good. <clears throat> well, I certainly wanted it to be good, given that it was, they were pushing for an R rating it was supposed to be about... Uh, more violent, it was going to be this, it was going to be that, but you can tell there's been interference, and you can just tell it's not very well made, which, one of that was one of my issues going to watch it, I was like, Neil Marshall, for me, has only made one good movie, Dog, Dog Soldiers. Soldiers, yeah, The Descent, I've not seen, but you've told uh, me it's pretty bad, but again, I know you're not...
0: It's got good, but like, I mean, that film is well regarded, people do like Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying, a lot of folk really enjoy it, but I, you, you, and I think Neil, don't like it. And you're one of the you're one of the only two people that have said to me it's it's shit.
0: It's just like really squandered potential. It's like that the the, the initial kind of part where the things show up in the descent is excellent. Mm. It's like genuinely fucking creepy as stuff because it's like you know it's like they're in a in a cave and there's like these kind of weird pale skinned things things that are just ah. fucking murdering them down there and then like within minutes though like they just start getting killed so easily not like the, not the people down the cave the actual things oh, yeah. like just. The, the woman just starts... Becoming ramble. Up, yeah, she plays her way through them like they're fucking nothing, man. Oh. Just kind of completely negates any sense of threat that the film is supposed to kind of uh, harbour on you.
1: Mm, that's a shame. But yeah, so again... Dog Soldier's really good. Dog Soldier's are really good kind of Also beat. looks
0: cheap as fuck, though.
1: Yeah, but Dog Soldier's has a charm to it. And that's the thing with... Hellboy, oh there's there there's a charm in there somewhere and you just feel bad for it. Um, but yeah, like that's that was my main concern was the fact the trailer, the CGI, and that looks shit and I was like right this is going to be one of those films where it's, it is shite but I'm going to kind of enjoy a lot about it and there is stuff to enjoy but just not enough not enough it's just fucking it is just
0: bad is there any other than Hellboy is there any kind of recurring characters from the other Hellboy movies like is Abe Sapien in it or the fire starting woman or
1: well that's no I thought it was but uh, no no no. Uh, but yeah that was it so. is the
0: Clockwork Nazi in it
1: no Again, that's all Del Toro stuff. Like, um, yeah, so. Um, but yeah. Um, so, that brings us to what me and you watched. Uh, Missing Link.
0: Which is the Laika Studios. Is it Laika? Yeah. I keep thinking it's Laika. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so like they did, Coupon the Two Strings, Paranorman, Coraline. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> that's
1: it. They've is not it? done a lot.
0: Everything they've done so far, I've really enjoyed. Mm. Box trolls. Box trolls, you know, that's right, yeah. Um, which is the one I enjoy the least. Uh, everything they've done. Mm. Uh, but like this one is a story about an adventurer in England who wants to join like, Sorry. the adventurer
1: society. Sorry, just to go back to Hellboy very briefly. There are characters that you've seen in Del Toro's one, but they're obviously for a minute I was like is he talking about folk there no the, the, there's characters in that one but they're obviously played by different folk yeah but yeah. carry on sorry missing link
0: <clears throat> yeah so like it's an adventurer who wants to join like an adventurer in society but he's not been allowed to so far because everyone sees him as a joke because he like seems to exclusively go after like myths and legends mm-hmm. uh, so <clears throat> he makes a bet with one of the guys in the society mm-hmm. that if he can find Bigfoot uh, he'll be accepted into their order mm-hmm. and if he doesn't then he'll go away and he'll stop trying basically mm-hmm. is the, the kind of plot of it yeah um, and then yeah like he, he's got like a, a letter uh, claiming that kind of they know the whereabouts of Bigfoot so he set, he goes off to America to kind of find them and then it's all about him trying to bring Bigfoot back to well I mean initially it's like him trying to bring Bigfoot back to England to prove its existence so that he can join a society mm-hmm um, but like Bigfoot, things played, happen. Along yeah, the way played by Zach Galifianakis, turns out to be like quite a kind of sociable person. Yeah, it's and like a, yeah, he he's like sick of being alone in America huh. and wants to go to the Himalayas where he thinks there's another tribe of yeah, his Bigfoot. cousins, like Bigfoot Bigfoot first people. More. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's uh, it's right. like a at all just kind of traveling adventure comedy keeper. Yeah, um, very yeah. very very reminiscent of Around the World in 80 Days, right. Um. With, like, obviously some more fantastical elements thrown around, being that there's, mm-hmm. like, a, a Yeti in it. Yeah. And the Loch Ness Monster that starts off in Scotland.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's, the, the whole film's great. Really, really enjoyable. Uh, Hugh Jackman plays uh, the... Frost,
0: I think the guy's name is.
1: Lionel Frost, is Lionel it? Lionel Frost. yeah. And uh, you've got Zoe Saldana's in it as well. Uh, there's, I like, like Stephen Fry, I'm sure, isn't it at one point? Stephen is Fry is not it? You're yeah. Right. There's a bunch of folk in it. But Timothy
0: they, Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant's great in it. Everyone's great in it. Yeah. Um, so, like, it looks, it's their kind of typical style of, like, slightly translucent models that kind of mm-hmm. look vaguely CGI-ish, but they're actually real. There's times where I was like, man, is that
1: CGI or is that just a model? Like, yeah. there's, there's bits where, and then they, they, you get that a thing where they show you a wee bit of production, like, in mid-credits, but yeah, sorry. No. So
0: much work and effort goes into those films. Yeah. It's unreal. Yes, yeah. absolutely crazy. It's, Especially It's a, it's if a dying art form. Like, that, that sort of animation that they do could so easily be replicated with CGI, and mm-hmm. I doubt people would even be able to tell the difference. It's like the fact that they go to the lengths that they do to make it is unreal.
1: Yeah, like it is, it is a dying art form, man. I mean, that's why, like at times, I appreciate like Ardman stuff as well because a lot of yeah. fucking work goes into that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this film. I thought, um, well, I mean, his his name's Mister Link slash Susan. Yeah. I thought he was adorable. I thought he was a really really nice character. Um. There's points where um like you're laughing like fuck there's really poignant uh moments uh between all, like with, with all the characters i think they've all got great chemistry just everything about it was just enjoyable it was a really really enjoyable yeah. film and it's the kind of film as well where like we as adults appreciate it but i like to hope that like a lot of kids would like that because yeah you know I mean,
0: why why wouldn't it? it's colorful it's yeah. quite easy to follow it's got like Quite obvious slapstick humor, as well as like mm-hmm. some kind of quirky, a uh, dialogue based kind of comedy stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's good. It's yeah, like it's, it's a great movie. You know, when I was saying earlier on about how like Shazam is so clearly for kids. Yeah, like this is. Quite clearly, a kids' movie, but does that whole kind of Pixar, Pixar aye, 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 aye. effort of it's like it's a kids' movie, but like there's a lot there that mm-hmm. adults can kind of find entertaining in its own right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cinematography and direction, I thought was great. The animation was outstanding. Like there's a mm-hmm. part where they're on a boat and uh, Susan is just kind of standing there on the the kind of the edge of the ship. Yeah. And uh, the animation of the wind through his fur was absolutely outstanding.
1: I thought that was good. Also, like that when it rained, like see some of the actual like mm. the way it, like hit their face and that, and it was kind of shiny and it just it looked really good.
0: Yeah, really enjoyable. Like uh, just the, the kind of caper a uh, chase movie part of it, where like they're being chased by Timothy Oliphant's kind of a uh, thuggish rogue character yeah. in it. Uh, all that stuff, like the slapstick humor that happens in it, the set pieces in it. Yeah. Uh, again. Similar to Shazam, like this movie did make me think of like a lot of other different movies. Uh-huh. But every single one that this one made me think of was something that I loved. Uh, so mm-hmm. like, it had a lot of Indiana Jones in it. It had a lot of the uncharted yeah. uh, PlayStation yeah. games. I think I said that to you. <clears>
1: like by the end of it, I was like, I kind of want to watch Raiders because yeah. it made me think of Raiders: of The Lost Ark. Yeah. Uh, again, not not in terms of plot. It just. The feel of the film, the, the the action adventure, the the characters kind of thing, the, yeah. the set pieces. To it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: A really good comedy again, like kind of similar to some of the kind of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff with a Drax the Destroyer, where like mm-hmm. he takes everything so literal, like Susan. Susan's, Susan's like that, yeah. Um, pretty funny. It just causes like some really good funny bits where you know like Lionel Frost will tell him to throw the rope over the wall. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't realize he has to hold on at one end of it so he just throws the entire thing over and then like yeah you know.
1: yeah like I thought Galifianakis was really good at that because there's a lot of times where he does comedy and it's a lot like that so I thought he was perfectly cast' because yeah. he blended really well with that like i mean I know he's, it's only his voice but his delivery of some of the jokes and all that was excellent um but yeah no it was and Jackman was great it's just it's just a really good movie it's a really good movie it's one of those efforts where you see it, and like you said, it is clearly like adults will like it, but kids will like it. It's a good kids movie. It's not bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I seen the trip. Was it I've seen the trailer for?
0: Was it the Secret Life of Pets too? Just some shit. Yeah. There's, there's so one the dogs try to be a cat. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, For fuck's sake. There's there's no- lo- I mean, the first movie that wasn't exactly.
1: Well, I never seen that, but the point being either. is, it's really refreshing when, as an adult, I mean, again, not to do the. You know, I'm so old thing, but man, when we were younger, man, we thought we had such great cartoons and they're not great now, but we're, with having these kind of kids movies, and again, Pixar do it, it's just really refreshing where you can go to, again, say, I, like, we don't have kids, but as an adult, I know that I could, I could if I had to take my uh, child to the cinema, I've had a child. To go watch like the Smurfs, your, your fictional child. My yeah, my fictional child.
0: You'd be dying inside with the Smurfs movie. I would be Hannah fucking Montana yeah. Stuff, but, I'm like, yeah. no. it is
1: like this, I'm like, this is gonna be a pleasure. Yeah, I'm sure they'll the, love the it first, as well.
0: The first three or four times, maybe, but by the eighth or ninth time that your kid just demands to watch this movie, you'd probably end up hating it as well.
1: Probably yeah. Probably, I'd imagine that's what uh, a lot of pain like with Peppa Pig. Yeah. probably can't stand her and the fact that a lot of babies are watching it and adopting her accent so when they, they talk it's got an English accent
0: got to say as well like I, like personally being the super woke liberal eh, that I am the fact Hashtag. that like the, the fact that like when Susan <laughs> has to pick a name for himself like he picks Susan and like Hugh Jackman's character kind of is like that's a girl's name and then when Susan's like yeah it is eh, but like it was an important person in my life Everybody just accepts it and that's the last time it's brought up and nobody bats an eyelid about it. It's like it's just called Susan from yeah. then on. Like I, I love that aspect of it. It's just like kinda mm-hmm. you know the super woke liberal. Yeah. It's not <laughs> not conforming to gender norms. There it is, boys. There it is. Yeah. Of the ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We <clears throat> should be great area area in all those kind of things for children, make it more complicated, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, duh, but that's uh that's what we watched this week. Uh, Do you have anything else to add? It feels like, I, I feel like we have not sang missing Link enough praises there. It's I of don't really, no,
1: I mean like, we, it was very brief, but it's only because we don't really have anything. I, I mean, I cannot think of one criticism. But, yeah, like, I'm like, no, I didn't like, I liked everything about it. I liked the characters, like the jokes, the set pieces, the, the production the villains, design, the villains, the, the yeah. Same,
0: like the palette, even the colour palettes, I thought were absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. So much work and detail had been into like, every aspect of that. They're like, yeah, so, some of the parts of it were actually genuinely fucking beautiful to look at.
1: Yeah. And it is like you said that kinda adds a bit to well a like a film as we were talking about. Is you go watch it because you know the amount of fuck like that looks really good and you're like, yeah, because it's not CG, CGs because they fucking they've had to make that yeah. look great. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know some of it was green screen because you see like a bit of production uh of them like of like mid mid uh mid credits where you see like uh like they do that thing where it's like a what the fuck's it, what's it called, it's like,
0: uh,
1: time, lapse. The time lapse. Time lapse. So,
0: yeah. It's, this also has highlighted, yet again as well, like one kind of shortcut to to making me like something, or whatever, is like, when somebody stands up for somebody else, and actually says, they're my friend, or whatever, because I choked up at that part, again man. Did you? you? Yeah. Uh, uh, always happens, Oh, every, every fucking time, whenever someone kind of just, you know, is there for their mate like uh, that seems to be the the bit that really gets me. That's great, man.
1: But yeah, like again, I don't really know. We, we've we covered everything. That's like that's there's nothing really else to say other than if you if you have if you have a kid and they want to go watch it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be great. And even if you don't have a kid, watch it because it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, um, there's nothing really else to say. Again, uh, in terms of like again, like I've only done a couple of films. Is it my favourite of it? No. Is it better than Box Trolls? Absolutely. What's your favourite one? Paranorman. Right. Probably. Is that because
0: it's got the kind of horror aspect to it as well? Uh, Yeah. The the horror homages?
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Yeah. How
1: would you say Missy Link was yours?
0: I'd probably say Kubo and the Two Strings. I still
1: haven't seen fucking Kubo and I I, I started watching it. I need to watch that fucking movie.
0: Paranorman and Coraline were both excellent as well though.
1: Yeah. Box Trolls is fine. It's just... In in the realm of like those, if if you list those films, the, the, those other films are better than it. And imagine Cuban the Two Strings is as well. Yeah.
0: So, uh, mm. I mean, I guess that's us for the week. It is, um, which means that like the next time we do an episode will probably be after when Avengers. Avengers. Well, Avengers comes out. I because unless Neil wants to do one on his own, <laughs> which again you are welcome to do, sir. Just an hour and a half. A uh, Neil just <laughs> just being depressing.
1: Oh. Man, that's harsh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it won't be next week, it'll be the week after uh, for all you 12 people that listen to us in the various uh, countries all over the world. Um, we'll be back. I'll uh, have
0: you know that we regularly average about 40.
1: How many of them are British? Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, not that's a problem. That, thanks.
0: <laughs> we uh, just surpassed, I think it was like 2,100 uh, lessons to cool. the shows in,
1: in general. Ah, Well, that's a nice sweet milestone. Um, but yeah, so Avengers Endgame, I don't think we'll... No, we won't talk Game of Thrones because I'd be a hypocrite. If, um, So yeah, well, the Avengers Endgame is the big one and anything else in between. I'll probably have watched stuff on like uh, Amazon Prime or so, some um streaming service. Um, but yeah, uh, you could get me at Vast Destruction on Twitter. You could get Paco at Super Liberal Woke, uh, at Paco RUK on Twitter. You can get us at Raptors Podcast. Get some Facebook, uh, like, share, subscribe. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for joining us. Anything else to say, Pax?
0: Nope, that's us.
1: That is Raptors in the Kitchen.
0: I told you last week, man. Don't like that Oh, entry. sorry, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> Right,
1: that's the end. Do,
0: do, do a different Raptors in the Kitchen outro.
1: All right, and that was Raptors in the Kitchen. Okay, one more. Raptors in the Kitchen. (laughs) 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 Raptors in the (laughs) Kitchen.